This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, this summer and fall are going to see a wealth of movies heading back into theaters, and that's great news for our next guest and the company he works for. Joel Mears is editor-in-chief at Rotten Tomatoes, as they can uh, get back to reviewing films as they hit theaters as well as head into streaming. Joel, thanks for a few moments today. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing very well, Dan. Thanks very much for having me. So before we get into the the forward-looking, let me ask you what the last 16 months have been like for you folks at Rotten Tomatoes, especially considering the fact that uh, for a good portion of it, we really didn't have a movie industry. Well, the interesting thing, Dan, is that the movie industry continued, and the television industry as well, because Rotten Tomatoes also collects and curates reviews for television and streaming. It did continue. It just morphed and changed. And I'm sure you and your listeners are familiar with probably how their own viewing habits change. So rather than going to the theater for the communal in-person experience of watching a movie together, people were relegated to their homes and discovered that there were streaming options. And then obviously uh, studios and networks uh, shuffled their schedules and some big movies that were expected to be released uh, in theaters or in theaters only uh, were released uh, direct to uh, video on demand or streaming services or in a hybrid model. So for us, it was really an interesting transitional time. uh, But we were sort of in more demand than ever because as people found themselves you know, largely stuck at home and trying to work out what they wanted to watch, both from a film and television perspective in their own living room, as the options of what they could watch in their own living room actually kind of expanded, they turned to Rotten Tomatoes to see what the critics were saying uh, and to help make their viewing decisions. So um, unlike, it's sort of counterintuitive, but we we were end up being busier than ever, to be honest. Uh, But we are obviously very excited about what's happening now with theaters opening and people having the opportunity to watch things both at home and in theaters again. So what kind of an impact do you think that the film industry is going to feel from the rise of streaming right now and the fact that a lot of the entities within uh, the film industry obviously are, are, you know, are, are strong behind uh, where streaming is? I think there's still a lot of question, uh, you know, where movie theaters are going are gonna to fit into this. So I think, you know, obviously we're in a, a transitional phase and seeing how the appetite that people still have to go to the theaters. Uh, and I think we're in a, in, a, in a time when it's a little bit hard to clearly tell because you know, there are still lingering aspects of the pandemic and outbreaks in different areas so that affects people's comfort level and people have gotten used to the convenience of watching some of these big titles at home. Uh, so we're waiting to see where it nets out. We've seen some really big box office successes, to be honest. If you look at something like A Quiet Place Part 2 um, or uh, even The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, um, obviously F9, uh, Fast and Furious franchise made film, and Black Widow, which opened to huge numbers and is also available at home on Disney. I think we're seeing what the lay of the land is. What I'm confident in is that there's always going to be a place for the theatrical experience because I believe... Uh, as humans, we gravitate towards and have for you know centuries or even millennia uh, entertainment where we go together and have a communal experience uh, to watch something like F9 or Black Widow or even A Quiet Place where we can be terrified, moved or laugh uh, within a group of people. And I think that's an experience that, that is never going to go away. How much of a space that takes up in, in sort of how consumers are choosing um, to watch yeah. will, will be something that we, we keep an eye on. 
I know from personal experience, uh, Joel, I went to see Black Widow on opening night here where I am in the Philadelphia area, and the theater was almost 100% packed. Now, obviously, that's opening night, and, and you know, it could be different as you move along. But still, I think there is a want for people, if they can and if they feel safe, to go back to the theaters and have that experience. 100%. And I've found that experience myself. I've been craving going back to theatre for a very long time. And so once it was safe, uh, once you know the measures were in place by the theatres themselves, I'd been vaccinated, wearing a mask at the time, etc. I found it a really cathartic and wonderful experience to get back to the theatre. I can say just anecdotally that I spent two months last year over sort of Christmas from December to February with my family in Australia. I'm originally Australian. Um, and those theaters were actually open at the time because there was no, they basically reduced COVID to zero there. And right. uh, the appetite for going to the movies there was, was incredible and still there. And something like uh, Wonder Woman 1984, which I took my nieces to, played so much more richly and vividly, I think, in the theater than it might have played at home. So I do think that experience is something we're craving. And as you said, for something like a big Marvel film that people have been anticipating for a very long time, that was an exciting moment for many fans to go to the theater and have that experience with other fans. So I, I guess uh, Rotten Tomatoes, like a lot of entities, is kind of adjusting uh, as it comes out of the pandemic. And, and from what I understand, <clears throat> excuse me, the types of content that you're bringing forward is kind of evolving as well. Uh, understand there's a podcast, Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong, which is kind of playing off how some people feel about the ratings at times. Uh, I understand there's an over-the-top channel now. So how how are things going from a content standpoint? Well, we're really booming because, you know, people are turning to us to find out what they want to watch on at home or at, at the theaters, as I mentioned earlier. And so we're trying to meet them wherever they're looking for context recommendation, information, debate, discussion, um, going beyond the score, as we like to say. And so you mentioned the podcast, uh, Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong, and you're absolutely right that when we were trying to figure out what our, our big podcast play would be, we turned to each other and said, what do people constantly tell us when we get an Uber or get into a conversation with someone at the bar and tell them where we work? They instantly say, you know what, I don't like, I think Rotten Tomatoes was so wrong about Armageddon, or I can't believe that Step Brothers had a Rotten, rotten Tomatoes score. Uh, and usually I'm like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, but you have a conversation about the merits of the film and then, you know, why critics potentially thought a certain way versus what audiences thought. Uh, so it's been really interesting grist for the mill and discussion. So if you've ever thought that Rotten Tomatoes is wrong, if you're listening, please tune into our podcast and, and write to us and tell us some suggestions. And the other thing we've yeah. really been excited to, um, to launch is this over-the-top channel, as you say. Uh, for those who don't technically know what an over-the-top channel is, basically an app you'll find on your smart TV. You can find us in Peacock. You can find us in Roku, Azumo, etc. It's just the Rotten Tomatoes channel. And it's full of great uh, series that give you recommendations on what to watch right now, the television show that you should be watching, but also sort of dives into the past, looks at you know the essential horror movies, the essential um, action movies, etc. We've got great interviews with big celebrities. Uh, it's, it's it's really fun, engaging viewing, and um, we'll we'll definitely keep your watch list plump, <laughs> which is what we're always trying to do. A any movies that you're really interested in in uh, in seeing later this year? Oh, there are so many, and there are some that I've seen and some that I can't really say that I've seen. But um, no, I'd say we've got some real big hitters coming in the next few weeks. Uh, one of the most 
anticipated one is, one is the Suicide Squad. Um, so this is the sequel to the DC Comics movie where they brought in a group of villains. Uh, I've introduced the character of Harley Quinn, played by Margot Robbie. Uh, director James Gunn, who actually made the Galaxy uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie for Marvel, uh, has taken on this franchise. And after a movie, the first movie was considered a bit rough, but uh, word is that this one is super fun. So if you like uh, sort of irreverent, uh, big, funny, maybe violent uh, comedy action. That's something to look for. Uh, there's a film called Coda, which is coming out on August 13, a smaller film um, on Apple TV+, Plus, I believe, and then maybe in some theaters, which uh, won the Audience Award of the Jury Prize at Sundance this year. And it's a beautiful film about a, a woman who is a member of a deaf family, and she's the daughter. Um, she can hear and speak and, and has a passion and interest in music, and it's just a beautiful drama that I encourage people to watch. Um, and then another one I'd say coming out in late August is Candyman. Uh, this is a movie that's been long delayed. It's coming out from Universal and Monkey Paw, which is Jordan Peele's production company. Uh, it's a spiritual sequel of a sense to the 1990s horror movie Candyman, which is really terrifying. Uh, and it's from a young a director called Maya da Costa, uh, who's been scooped up by Marvel to do a Marvel movie next year as well, um, the sequel to Captain Marvel. Uh, but this movie uh, looks absolutely terrifying. So if you love at Jordan Peele, Horror Universe, if you really like to get out us, keep an eye on Candyman as well. I mean, there's so many good movies coming out. I could I yeah. could talk to you for hours if you wanted to, but I know we've got some time limits. But keep an eye on Rotten Tomatoes, because um, that's where you'll find the recommendations and what's coming out, uh, both at home and in theaters. All right, Joel, thanks very much. All the best. No, you too. Have a great summer. Thank you. Joel Mears, who is editor-in-chief at Rotten Tomatoes. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.